things in the Torah and the story of creation that you know, it doesn't seem to line up with what with what we're observing. With with uh, with the, the dinosaur footprints, you know, million coming coming millions of years before any human footprints. What's what? Where's the conflict? Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. What's what? Where's the conflict? Or, or it seems it seems that that they came so many layers earlier when you know, it was the day before. Yes. The whole the whole dating process, again, is based on an assumption. If that assumption is wrong, the whole theory falls apart. So you're saying the assumption is probably wrong? Yes. I mean, it's just an assumption. And there's no, there's no grounds for that assumption. I'm sure the science has good grounds for, for, for the way they date things, right? Yes, yes. No, 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 I'm talking about the assumption. The assumption is that it all started in an embryonic state and that it aged at a consistent rate. That's a huge assumption which other fields of science disagree with. Things didn't age consistently. During the Ice Age, things aged much faster. During the explosion of the Big Bang, it must have aged much faster. So there are a lot of assumptions that if any one of them is wrong, the whole theory falls apart. That's human logic. And you've got to be humble enough to admit that human logic can be very flawed. And to say we have proof, we don't have proof. You can prove things only in a laboratory by, re by reproducing the event. You can't prove something in theory. Say it louder, say it louder. Okay, uh, the, the thing here is uh, you cannot prove a theory is what you just said. When it's, uh, but the problem is a theory is the highest form of knowing, and it only comes about after repeated testing. Exactly. So what are you testing when it comes to the creation of the universe? You are. Right. So if you can't test it, then there you... There are actually... It can't be a... We know the universe began. That isn't a theory. What the theory is, is how it began. If it was an infinite universe or anything like that. So... Yeah. You can't, but you can logically conclude because we're here. There, there has to be different types. None of them are truly theories, like I said. They're just ideas, they're hypotheses. We all know this. 
difference between the theory of the beginning of the universe, because there is none, because we can't ever, ever prove it, uh, yet, at least. What? Sorry, I just want to get myself there, because I have issues. Um, one question I ask you is, where is the proof that this is the word of God? Let's understand something about, about human logic. The first time an explorer came back from Australia and said that there's an animal down there that hops around on two legs and carries its baby in a pouch on its stomach. If you were there and you heard the, uh, the explorer say this, and you would say, Oh, come on, I don't believe that. Would you be intelligent or would that be unintelligent? That would be intelligent. And what is the intelligence behind that? The intelligence is you have to look at it in terms of what people know because the person, the skeptic, could have just as easily heard the person say it has three legs. Try the opposite. If I don't accept what you're telling me about an animal in Australia, it's not because I'm intelligent. It's because I am suspicious, I'm insecure, I'm afraid to accept what you're telling me because I've been lied to. But logically, I have absolutely no reason to doubt what you're saying. But you haven't been lied to because no one's told you that there aren't two-legged animals with Okay, so logically speaking, if I hear something I've never heard before and I know nothing about it, should I accept it until it's proven false? Or should I reject it until it's proven true? You should reject it until it's proven true. See, that's not intelligent. How so? Because intelligence means always learning something new. If I don't trust anything new, how am I ever going to get out of the caveman stage? By proving it's true. No. That is not intelligent. That's insecure. Look, when in, in the example of the explorer, if I would say, oh, I don't believe that. He said, well, why don't you believe that? He said, because I never heard of such a thing. What would the explorer say? You never, of course you never heard of it. I'm the explorer. I went down to Australia to see what's there and come back and tell you what's there. 
So the fact that you never saw it, that's not an argument. The fact that you never heard of it, that's what explorers are supposed to do. Come back and tell you stuff you never heard before. So where's the problem in logic? It can't be that an animal carries its baby in a pouch? There's a logical reason to say that that's not possible? You see, it's not. It's not. Human intelligence, human intelligence loves new and interesting information without wanting proof. I just want to hear new things. I want to learn new things. So what would an intelligent person say to the explorer? The intelligent person would say, tell me more. Does this animal lay eggs? Does it give birth? Is there a gestation period? Tell me more. It's fascinating. But to say, oh, I don't believe that. That's, what you're saying is, How do you know? that's like a six-year-old saying, I never heard that. <laughs> of course, you're six years old. Of course you never heard that. I think the difference is, if somebody was telling you a theory about an, about an animal that has two legs, you would say, I'm not believing it until I see it, until you prove it. But this person is telling you, I saw this, the animal. Why should you believe it? Why should you not tell it? And especially if there's a reason for uh, the person to, to say that's a possibility, um, then why? Our, our class, it's 6.15, so our class is officially over. So I guess, uh, okay, let's, let's come to a conclusion, a useful conclusion. There are many things we don't know. Is that true? In fact, there's probably infinitely more that we don't know than what we do know. True? Okay, so logically, if you're an intelligent person, every time you hear something new, you get excited because the mind loves to hear new things. And unless there's a contradiction, you have no reason not to accept it. So let me answer your question. How do we know that the Torah is true or the Word of God? The Torah says it's the Word of God. Is there a contradiction? Anything in your experience contradict that? Well, there are many people who say they have the Word of God, so why should I believe that the Torah is? Maybe they're all true. But they contradict each other. Ah, if you see a contradiction between two Bibles, now you have a logical reason to say which one is true. But if there's no contradiction, you don't need proof. Say, so oh, pr prove it. You don't have to prove it unless there's a problem. If two Bibles contradict each other and just say the other one's wrong, how, do you, how could you decide? Right. The way to decide, very simply, and, and this is a factual thing, not a theory, right? The New Testament contradicts the Old Testament. Yeah. So now, you have to simply say, uh, which one came first, and who says that the Old Testament is true, who says that the New Testament is true? Who says the Old Testament is true? An entire people who were there at the event. Who says the New Testament is true? One guy. 
one guy who says, God said to me, don't, don't do what it says in the Old Testament. <laughs> so which, you know, which one are you going to trust? But you see, that's an intelligent conversation because you're dealing with a logical contradiction. Did God say, don't kill? Or did God say, kill everybody in sight? <laughs> what did he say? But if you just have the Bible and you say, well, how do I know I can trust it? If you have no reason to distrust, then you don't need to prove. In other words, trust is natural. Distrust is a learned uh, behavior that comes from bad experiences. So you need a reason to distrust. You don't need a reason to trust. Does that make sense? Like, for example, do you believe in ghosts? I believe in ghosts? No. You don't think there's such a thing? No. Nah. Huh? No. See, on, on what do you base that? I base it on that there's no unified theory of what they are, and that they're not... But do you realize that we're sitting here talking about ghosts? <laughs> we're sitting here talking about ghosts. So don't tell me there's no such thing. Tell me what it is. What is a ghost? People have been talking about ghosts for thousands of years. So the intelligent question is, what's a ghost? But to say there's no such thing? How do you know there's no such thing? You can't know that. So as far as I'm concerned, of course there are ghosts. I'm just not sure what it is. So you don't know anything about ghosts? Well, we know that they're not physical. They're some kind of a spirit. Uh, possibly of someone that once lived. It's fascinating. I can't say there's no such thing. In fact, if, okay, if we got we gotta go, they had their mom, their 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 rides are all here. Okay. Thank you so much. Good night. Appreciate it. Well, it's night here anyway. It's almost night here. Yeah. Bye bye.